TalkNetwork.com. I'm Mama Mac, along with my amazing co-host, Dr. Angel Falzone, PhD, licensed mental health counselor, along with all the other degrees you have. It's kind of crazy, isn't it, that you have so many? Uh, yes. Wait a minute. I'm not hearing her correctly. Uh, yes. Speak again. All right. All right. Okay. Now, now like we got gotcha. you. All right. So uh, it's good to see you tonight. We've got a lot going on, and we've been in a new series. We started last week. It was kind of exciting. Yes. Of course, we get excited about all of our series, don't we? Of course we do. Of course we do. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, this one is... Uh, we okay in there, Tommy? Okay. Got it now. We're better. All right. Uh, this one's on bitterness. Yes. Why is that important? Oh, boy. The number of us who are walking around with bitterness in us yes. is astounding. It is, and isn't it? It impacts our life every day. It does. Yeah, it really does. Um, and for those out there that don't even know what bitterness is or how it can impact you, we're going to go back and review a little bit from last week if you missed it. You can always catch shows you missed right here on TantalkNetwork.com. And you go to the podcast tab, go down, uh, open up the little blue Internet Pros link, and it'll give you the names of all the shows on Tantalk Network, which is tons of shows here every week. We have two of them, this one, and we also have our Sunday show. So uh, at 3 o'clock, you might want to catch that sometime. So, uh, But anyway, they're right there. So you go down to Go Yard and just open that up, and you'll find the most recent podcast. So you, that's how you could catch up if you missed last week or any others. And then I've been working with our webmaster to get things caught up on our goyard2014.org. Uh, website. So why would they want to check that out? Well, on the website, all of our shows have a title to them. So you kind of get an idea what that show is going to be about. So you can find shows that are relevant to where you are right now. Sure. Absolutely. So get, check that out. Go Yard. That's the name of this show. 2014, the year we began. Dot org. We're almost five years old, this show. We almost are. September. We will be. All right. Let's define bitterness, Dr. Angel. What are we talking about tonight? So when we talk about bitterness, it's defined as anger um, or disappointment at being treated unfairly. Okay. So it's something that happens to us. Um, some Something happens we don't like. Uh, we are hurt. We are upset about it. And it can turn into bitterness. Does it have to? No, it does not have to turn into bitterness. Okay, why not? Well, because we can decide to go through the healing process and let those disappointments or those wrongdoings get healing before they start turning into this resentment and bitterness. And we're going to talk about that tonight. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about how to 
get better instead of bitter. Yes, right? the, the difference letter, one letter makes. One letter, that's right. So, uh, you know, and for those out there that say, well, I don't think I have any bitterness, what would you say to them, Dr. Angel? I mean, how do you know if you have it? Well, you know, there's we really talked heavily last week about we some of those signs that you will have if you, if you have bitterness. And I just want to kind of hit a couple of them just to kind of recap. So, um, but one of the things is the anger. I think that's right. a big thing. When we hold on to bitterness, we hold on to a lot of anger. So if you sure. think of a person or a situation that happened in the past and you feel angry, yeah. you probably have bitterness that needs right. to, to be worked on. And so So um, is it unresolved anger? Is that what we're talking about? You know it is. But remember last week we discussed anger is a secondary emotion. It covers up a primary thing that's more scary for us to look at, like okay. maybe jealousy or abandonment or rejection or something like that. So people react, but that may not be the real problem. Uh, the anger just manifests and really talks about or shows that there's something deeper, right? Uh, yes, it does. And so if you, the one quick litmus test to know, or if my holding on to bitterness is, if I can think of any event of wrongdoing and there's any feeling associated with that, like I feel it now, there's unresolved healing. Oh, I like that. That's great to have a way for our audience to know if there is bitterness in them. Okay, so if you remember a, a something that's happened or think about a certain person, if you just immediately get angry on the inside, and we know when we're angry on the inside, don't we? Absolutely. Oh, yes, we do. So when we start feeling like negative feelings, and it doesn't have to just be anger. It can be any negative feeling you're feeling now about right. something that was in your past. There's unresolved Okay, what other stuff. What other negative feelings could our audience be feeling other than anger? Well, they might be feeling all kinds of stuff. Maybe rejected. Maybe they're feeling um, disappointed. Maybe they just still feel hurt. They're still yeah. hurting. Really it's, hurt. It's a yeah. wound that's not healed. You know, we talked last week about when we, you know, we cut ourselves and it scabs, it, you know, it bleeds, it scabs, and then it heals. We can see that scar, yeah. but when you touch it, the scar, act, it doesn't hurt. In fact, a lot of times they get the skin's tougher, right? Right. Like all my surgery scars, that skin's really tough. There's right. no feeling that healed. Right. Sure. Right. So when we have a feeling... Right. There's healing that needs to happen. Okay. So feelings need healing. Yes, they do. Or feelings need healings. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, okay. So the person that says tonight, well, you don't understand how serious it was, what happened to me, what my spouse did, or what happened at work, or what my, my relative did, or whatever, or how I was betrayed, or how I was cheated on, or whatever. What do you say to, to these people, Dr. Angel, who have legitimate hurts, deep wounds, hurts that are not resolved? Well, what I'm going to say is that there's healing possible for any type of hurt. Any so type, any type of, of hurt can be healed. And it's a choice that we make. Okay. So when we hang on, no matter how bad it was, what it was, how it, you know, how traumatic that experience was, when you have resentment and unresolved feelings, you're becoming a slave. Yeah. To that event and that exactly. person. Oh, yeah. Especially if every time you think about it or somebody mentions it, you feel your insides just oh, yes. just tense up. And, and get... so it's owning you. Yeah. And oh, so oh, that's a good way to put it. Too. It really is. It's owning you. So you either get bitter 
or you get better. It's that simple. Better or bitter. Mm -hmm. You can either take what has been dealt with you and allow it to make you a better person, or you can allow it to tear you down. The choice does not belong to fate. It belongs to you. It's a choice. Okay, so for those who say, but that's too hard. I don't want to deal with it. It was too traumatic. I don't want to go back and think about it. What would you just say to those kind of people? Well, it's more painful to keep it unresolved than it is to go back and work through it. Yes, but some people would say, well, no, if I just leave it alone and don't, th- you know, just don't deal with it, just don't think about it. But it's going to come back up, right? It always comes back up. Yeah. And it's impacting your life now because you have active feelings anytime. So if you think of that person or if you run into them in public, like right. you have like your body's actually physically stimulated with emotion. It's impacting you. Right. And so we want you know stop the damage. Right. Stop letting a bad thing continue to be a bad thing today. Okay, so the person out there who says I'm just playing devil's advocate right I, I now, know you are. right? You always do this that, to me. I know. But the person out there that says, "Well, I don't think it's that bad." You know, yeah, it was really traumatic. Yeah, my husband cheated on me and yeah, it destroyed our marriage and yeah, but you know, I'm moving on. Can they be fine, or is this always a trauma? Uh, does a trauma always end up in bitterness? Okay, so you used my the word always, and you know I don't like oh, absolute. That's right. So, so no, it does not always end up in bitterness. Some people deal with it in the moment. Okay, and and heal, and then it's not bitterness. You okay. know, maybe they've come to the point where yeah, that really stunk. I ended the relationship. I healed myself. You know, I, I sought healing to let that pain go and now right. I'm moving forward. I'm not carrying that pain everywhere I go. Right. So if you're still talking about it, you haven't dealt with it. Oh, absolutely. That's so true. And so the answer has a lot to do with forgiveness, doesn't it? Yes. So bitterness is a root of unforgiveness. Right. Sure it is. Right. Wow. Okay. Um, so you mentioned something last week I found interesting. I want to go back to that. People that are bitter like the sound of their own voice. Would you bring that back up? Oh, around? yes, because that one is so true. I, I, don't, um, I don't know why you put that. Well, it's because their favorite conversation is talking about how they were wronged and all okay. the people That's who true. wronged them. And yeah. they got to tell everybody, anybody who will listen. Right. You know, and once they exhaust friends and family, they will even tell random strangers. So they want to keep, <laughs> they keep reliving it over and over and over but and over. But if it's so painful, it begs the question, if it's so painful and hurtful, why would you want to go over it again? That's but, my question. To get validation that you were wronged and oh, that person okay. is bad. Right, exactly. So it gives them this constant validation that, yes, I was wrong and that person is bad. So every time I tell my story... They're feeding that validation, but they're also feeding the negative feelings. Right. So going over it, it's, it's kind of, it's not cathartic. What is it? Or is it cathartic? No, when we keep reliving it, you know, what we feed grows, what we starve dies. So when we're feeding those negative events, we're giving it constant power. We're giving it, you know, we're feeding the the damage. We're helping more damage happen. Right. So not only did we have the damage from the original event, you know, we had a whatever that was. Now we just keep it alive and it keeps hurting our bodies over and over and our relationships. Because when we've been wronged and we have bitterness, we have a hard time trusting. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, it's very hard to enter into a relationship with somebody else if you've been cheated on or oh, yes. you've been 
betrayed in some way in a friendship or at work or whatever. Because you're just very waiting hard to trust right? for that to happen again. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do it to me. So they expect it almost to continue happening. Right. So they do not have good quality of relationships. So so address this word in that event, sabotage, self-sabotage, please. That's a good one because that's basically what happens when we hang on to bitterness. We are sabotaging anything good that can right. come to us. If it's a relationship or, you know, a promotion at work or things, we're kind of sabotaging it because when we're bitter, we have unreason. you know, we're not happy people. Bitter people right. are not people you want to hang out with. They're not fun. No, no, they no they're are not, not fun people. So they they do tend to self-sabotage, don't you think? Yes, they do. But they're, they self-sabotage, but they can't see how they're hurting themselves. They keep wanting to blame the original event. And so, yeah, the original event might have been bad, but you're continuing to allow that event to hurt you now. So it really comes down to whether or not you want to live in the past, you want to live back there in the pain and the hurt, or if you want to move forward with your life. That's the choice. Right? Yes. I mean, if let's think about it in the, in the surgery, you know, thought here for a second, because we already used that. You know, if you had surgery and, and it, you know, the, the wound that, you know, the stitches come and then the stitches go off, would you keep getting a knife and reopening your stitches wound over and oh, over? That would is you? a great metaphor. Well, oh, that's a great metaphor. That, right? You wouldn't do that, no. Absolutely not. But self-sabotagers do that. That's don't what they? they're doing emotionally. And then if we kept opening those wounds, it would become infected, we'd be bleeding out. Right. Right? We're doing that emotionally. Right. Uh, bitterness is an infection. Yeah. And it's infecting us emotionally and mentally and then physically because it actually has physical stuff to our body that can harm us. Okay, you want to address that before we go back sure. to this so quote you had. When last we're week. hanging on to bitterness and those anger, those toxic emotions that we've talked about over and over and over. I mean, it increases our risk for cancers and lung disease and heart disease and autoimmune deficiency disorders, gastrointestinal disorders. We get sick more frequently. It lowers our immune system. Like, it impacts our bodies physically. All right. So would you go so far, Dr. Angel, as to say, if any of our listeners out there continually have chronic issues with digestion, et cetera, that they should take a self-assessment or whatever, take a look at this area? Absolutely, they should take a, a look at what are they hanging on to? What kind of toxic emotions are, are they hanging on to any? And if they are, they need to, to work on resolving that because that will help right. their physical bodies heal as well. Okay, that's excellent. Last week you get a quote, and uh, I love this one on you either get bitter or you get better. Uh, no, no, it's not that one. It's the one about the poison, right? Okay. Oh, okay. Holding resentment. <laughs> okay. 1D right there. Okay. Holding resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Explain that. Well, and that's what we're doing. We talked about the toxicity. And so we're ingesting the poison of bitterness over and over. And we're thinking it's harming the person that originally hurt us. And it's not. It's not. It's no. hurting us. Yeah. We're poisoning us with this over and over again. But why is it people can't see that, Dr. Angel? They feel so justified in their anger and their bitterness. They feel, I've seen it as a pastor, I've seen it so much through the years, and that, uh, you know, they just can't, they don't want to let go of things. A lot of people don't. Well, you know, and, they, and it becomes an identity for some people that, you know, that this has happened and it was tragic or hurtful or wrong or whatever, that they, they don't, they do not want to let it go. 
So it's hard for them to accept advice. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. And because if the counselor or the friend or the relative or the spouse is saying, you got to let that go. They don't like that. They get upset. No, they do I've not seen like. That. They do not like any kind of solution-based advice. So anything that's helping them actually <laughs> solve something, they don't want to hear. They get defensive. You know, logically that makes no sense, but I understand emotionally that it makes total sense. Yes. So do you want to explain what I just said? Sure. So <laughs> <laughs> when we have these emotions, when we have a solution to it, that means then we can't continue to get justification for this wrong. We can't continue making everyone hate this person. Right. We have to let that go. And we spend a lot of time doing that when we are in bitterness. You know, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of energy to be bitter. And so, yeah, logic and emotions never, hardly ever reach. If it did, we probably wouldn't need so many therapists out in the world because we would get it better. Um, Logic yeah, you see it on the logical scene. Like when we talked about surgery, we, we wouldn't k- keep taking a knife. Yeah, you're not going to do that. But we do it emotionally, and we don't, right. we don't make that connection. And so, yes, t- they do not want to hear advice on anything that will actually help solve that problem. So don't you think a lot of people don't ever want to deal with their emotional issues? They like dealing with, uh, oh, I've got surgery again, I got this again, or that again, because they get sympathy for it. Right. But to really deal with this and not have it become any longer a talking point of their life is hard to let go of. It really is hard to let go of. And like I said, it can become its own identity. And there's a lot of attention they get from it and, you know, other things that happen that they don't want to let that go. And some people never will let it go. Right. Oh, gosh, I know. That's so true. Uh, what, tell us a little bit about bi- people. How do you, some characteristics of people who are bitter? What they struggle with? What? Oh, how do you, this how is do a we, big one. Again, let's help our audience identify it if they see it in themselves or others. That may perhaps they can help someone else. Sure. So one of the things they struggle with is gossip. Really? Oh yes. Um, they get pleasure from talking about the wrongs of others and passing judgments. They love to talk bad about others. Right. And yeah. so they're the ones that like to spread the gossip because that kind of helps them to stay where they are. You're not solving. We're not solution focused on me when I'm talking about everyone else's bad stuff. Okay. Right. So they so, might take yeah. a piece of information and make their own conclusions and kind of cause all kinds of chaos in people's lives because they want to spread gossip wow when i focus on others i don't focus on me there you go awful lot of dysfunction it is a lot of dysfunction and and for those out there that maybe aren't that familiar with that term it's a term we use a lot in counseling do you want to identify or talk about what dysfunction is well and dysfunction is when we are functioning a way that's harming us instead of helping us okay and so when we are dysfunctional we're doing things that are hurting us over and over and over again and others around us but bitter people are doing this constantly yes they are living in dysfunction Absolutely. And a lot of times bitter people get to the level that they are hurting others to the same degree or a worse degree than they were originally hurt through their dysfunction. All right. Explain that. Well, how does that happen? So I was wronged back here. Maybe I was cheated on. We'll talk about that. I was cheated on by my spouse back here and I've held on in the, the anger and the hate and the resentment. So now we talked about generalization. Every man is evil. So, oh, you know, okay. maybe I'm not letting my daughter get married because he's just going to cheat on her. And I'm you know, I'm distancing myself from people that can help me. I'm gossiping. I can only talk about myself. I'm not in healthy relationships. And they're causing other people hurt in right. their lives. Exactly. 
because they can't be healthy functioning. That makes total sense. So these people are not optimistic and fun, loving, and sweet, kind, and lovely, are they? No, they are not. In fact, they do not even like to be around optimistic, cheerful, uh, positive, successful people. Really? Oh, yes. They feel like that confronts themselves. You know, so if someone else is successful, then that's going to, people are going to expect success from me. So, and I'm just so angry still about all this stuff they did me wrong and ruined my life how many times have you heard oh, my life is ruined from my this life event? is ruined i have heard that many times through the years in counseling oh yes yeah my life is ruined this ruined me this is what it was right here you want to figure it out here it is you know i've heard that yeah absolutely you know it's funny because i sit on a um one of the facebook pages i follow is um for cruises because i love to cruise and the things that people and i follow the guy that gets all the complaints or the happy things that people have on their cruise and how many times people say my whole cruise was ruined because somebody didn't get dressed up on dress up night in the dining room whoa 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 whoa, whoa. really oh, oh yeah is that and a I'm reality just, that a re- really happened the, oh gosh some of the things people Seriously. write and i'm thinking oh, wow expectations of others right the ruins your whole vacation ruins your vacation but that's how people who are bitter look at things their life is ruined because of this and so I can't be successful. I can't be expected to X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. So they don't. They hold themselves back. Let's talk about that word expectations. Because don't you think that has a lot to do with this topic? Absolutely. Right. So anybody who has an expectation for me to get better, to move on, to right. let it go, to do something good for myself, they're, they are the enemy. Right. Because I am angry and I was wrong, yes. dang it. Yeah, so I don't want to change anything. No. I, I want to stay right here in my dysfunction. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. We've got more to talk about with all of this. Um, and I think we're going to get into some ways that you can better help yourself get out of this. Uh, so don't go anywhere and listen to this great song, and we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Go Yard. You know the bed feels warmer. Kill you makes you This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network, AM 1340, WTAN. I love that. That's a great song. Yeah. 
Because that's somebody who chose to take their power back after they were wronged. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. It is. They made that choice to become better. So when we go back to that whole concept, Dr. Angel, and if you're just joining us, we are in part two of a series. Maybe we will, this will be the end of the series. Not sure. It might be. Uh, better, being better or bitter, just one, uh, one letter is the only difference there. But the concept of how you live your life better versus bitter is huge. It's a world of difference. It's a world of difference one little letter makes. So, and, and it's interesting that the letter that we're talking about in the word bitter is I. Mm-hmm. So it has everything to do with me. Yeah. How I accept the hurt, what I've done with the hurt, how I am going to recover from the hurt, if I'm going to recover from the hurt. Yes. All of Because that. people who are bitter are all about that letter I. They, they just are. are stuck on I, I, I. Everything revolves around me. So um, do you think that's a common component, by the way, of bitterness? Is that self-absorption? Oh, or yeah. Self, selfishness. Uh, self uh, what? Self, it's it, selfishness. Just okay. absorbed. Everything's about me. My right. pain, my wrong, and it, I can't look out to anything else. Right. So uh, the heart for other people or other people's needs is minimal because I'm so overwhelmed with my pain. With my pain. Right. I can't help anyone else with anything because I've got so much pain. And my pain's bigger than yours. Right. That's where we start, you know, um, degreeing pain and comparing what you've been through. You know, people who get bitter want to think that their situation was worse than anyone else's stuff that happened. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and it could be that it was very, very traumatic, right? Sure. We're not under we're not downplaying the effect of trauma. No. Emotional, physical, sexual abuse, any of that. We're not downplaying that. Not at all. But we do not have to let it continue to keep hurting us every day of our life right it could have been that event and then it was painful it was tragic it was bad but then we work towards healing that pain and then it heals and we can move forward right we're not dragging that pain everywhere we go i know i've said this before but i knew somebody um a relative um many years ago who could tell you back 30, 40 years, all the stuff her husband had done to hurt her and this. And and with dates and times, and I mean, uh, she had a mind like an elephant. She's no longer in this world, but uh, she she lived in that constant. And when she started the rampage, look out. Right. Because it seemed to magnify in her mind. And then whatever was going on right then, whatever small irritation or whatever – or major, major problem, whatever it was, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, that's funny you bring that concept up because the longer it takes for us to go deal with that, the worse that situation has become in our mind. Okay. Because we've given it so much thought, we've put so much time and energy sure, in it. absolutely. So that we've given it so, so many extra feelings by continuing to feel it. Right. That it is huge to us. So are you saying, Dr. Angel, that the best way to get from bitter to better is to deal with it promptly? The, yes, the more promptly, the better. You know, I remember when I was going through my divorce, and it was it was a hard divorce, and I was very frustrated through the whole process, and someone told me the best revenge is to live a good life. Right. I agree and with that. And that helped me learn to let go of the daily yeah, frustrations. Sure. You know how that goes. Every day something new was frustrating me. To let it go, because you know what? I started thinking, how am I going to get my life to be the best it can be? 
And so when I'm thinking about improving my life, I don't have time to think of the pain that's happening. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, oh, yeah, that is so true. So what we're talking about is dealing with it on a prompt basis, right? Yes. Right. So if we deal, the sooner we deal with it from the experience, the less damage it will have on us, the less we will, you know, the easier the process will be for us. But if we've waited, it's not impossible. We can still do this. We can still choose to heal it and move forward. And so... One of the things we want to work on in order to become better is to practice identifying and allowing ourselves to feel emotions exactly when they come up. Okay, now, so, okay, right there. That's very important because a lot of times, I, it's been my experience, correct me if I'm wrong, bitter people are angry people, but mm-hmm. they stuff it. Yes, they do. And they don't, they, you don't know what's bothering them, no. right? And so some memory has triggered, and they're not telling you, say, what happened? You just went from here. You're not even in the conversation right mm-hmm. now. You don't seem to be present right now. We're here out for a nice dinner. Where'd you go? Absolutely. And they can't tell you where they went because they've actually gone back to some painful event, right? Yes. And so when we can deal with those emotions in the moment, first of all, we don't use a lot of anger usually because anger is secondary. So we usually start dealing with those primary emotions. So whatever it was, was was it hurt, fear, abandonment, disappointment? What is the primary emotion that happened that hurt me? And we can let let that feeling happen in the moment instead of stuffing it down. And then we're, we're like a bomb ready to explode at any time when we stuff because angry people just explode they randomly. Explode. And yeah, and you don't even know what they're so mad about. So if you have a pen and a piece of paper, write these things down. These are going to be steps to help you go from bitter to better. And number one is practice identifying and allowing yourself to feel the feelings that you have as you have them feel the feelings as you have them okay but let's say you're in the middle of a dinner like i just described and now you're you're reliving some awful thing that happened in a restaurant with somebody else years ago and so that can happen so i maybe i'm not with somebody i trusted to to talk about what i'm feeling in the moment so i can leave that situation then i can go home and maybe i can journal about what i was feeling or maybe i can find someone i do trust and talk about what happened when i was at dinner so that's that's close to the moment. Okay. You know, we're not letting it go weeks and months behind. Right. So, yeah, deal with it within a certain time frame. Sure. You want to deal with it in the moment as much as the moment is, is possible. And sometimes the moment isn't possible. You're just not in that situation you can. And that's okay. You know, and what I find is for people who can deal with their feelings as they come up, they they don't get overwhelmed with their feelings because you know what happens is we have this bad feeling we stuff it and then a week later we have another bad feeling we stuff it and then a month later something else happens and before long we are just so much stuffed hurts and feelings that we don't even know which ones belong to which events anymore right and we have a lot to deal with absolutely Okay, so the person who says, well, I don't know how to deal with it on the spot. What, do I, what does that look like? How do I deal with it? Acknowledge it. One of the things is acknowledge it. Okay, so that would be part of step one. I am really feeling fearful about blah, blah, blah when I go out shopping at night or whatever. Or I'm really feeling disappointed that, you know, my parent didn't, you know, support me with this or whatever it is. Just acknowledge the feeling. 
And if you're not sure what the feeling is, you know, go on Google and there's great feelings wheels and they have lots of feelings words and they can help you. Feeling wheels. Mm -hmm. Tell us what a feeling wheel is. It's the wheels of feelings. And so you might know it's bad. So we can start looking at the negative feelings and then we can kind of like look at words and see, yeah, that is it. Maybe I'm feeling jealous right now because somebody else got a promotion that I thought I deserved. Right. But acknowledge that I'm feeling that way. So step one is acknowledging the feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And trying to identify it. Yes, identify it as best as you is that, can. Is that part one still? Yeah, We're that's still all still one? part one. Dealing with those feelings in the moment. Okay. What, mm-hmm. What's the next thing to do? Well, we want to practice being consciously present Okay. Um, with our anger. So we want to, when we feel that anger, we want to observe it. We want to allow it to just be, feel the anger, hold it for a moment. And then visualize kind of putting a space around that anger, because that's how we're going to start learning to let that go. Okay. And so the more space we can put around. And then what happens to our bodies? When I feel angry, notice what happens to your body. Is your heart rate increasing? Are you getting hot? Uh, are you sweating? Are your muscles more tense? Right. Are you have more headaches? Um, is your stomach, you can't eat dinner or you don't digest well? Pay attention to what your body is telling you when you feel That's very anger. good. That's very good. You know, and a lot of people who hold on to resentment, a lot of times some of the reasons they have physical things is because they, they've not paid attention to their bodies. Okay. And so there's a lot of physical stuff, but they are so busy paying attention to this resentment and anger that they may break a, a limb and not even realize it in the moment. Right. Because it's superseding them focusing on what's happening with them in the moment. And a lot of people that have physical reactions to all this don't equate that with their feelings. No, they don't. You know? So when you're angry, are you wanting to eat more comfort food? Are you wanting to, like, pay attention to what's happening? Mm -hmm. Jot it down. Get a journal. Do, you know, that helps you to, to work through it. So when I get, like, for me, when I get angry, my heart rate goes up and I get super hot and I start sweating. I know that I'm starting to get angry. So I can do one or two things. I continue in this anger or I can stop, go take myself away from the situation, and then, you know, deal with that anger and then move forward. So what you're saying is mindfulness. Yes, mindfulness is really You want to explain mindfulness because I think a lot of people don't even know that term. Well, you know, it's a huge buzz term right now, um, but mindfulness is simply being present in the moment. That is really the bottom line of mindfulness. Instead of being off somewhere in your head and not paying attention to what's going on right now with your situation. Exactly, so when I'm mindful, I am present in the moment, so I can, feel my feet on the floor, my bottom in the seat. I can feel myself breathing. Like okay. I can hear the sounds in my room. Like that's being mindful. I'm okay. in the moment. How many times have we driven down the road to work or whatever and you get there and you don't even remember your you drive? You don't remember your drive. Okay, that's mindless. Okay. And that's where most of us are living is mindless. We are going through life and not in the moment. It seems to me the bitter people would be more mindless than mindful. They don't yes. really understand why they're feeling what they're feeling right then. They're not aware of what is just triggered it. Uh, no, they aren't aware of the triggers. And so when I stay mindful, I can say, oh, this happened when maybe somebody cut me off in traffic and I'm like, you know, how that happens, you know, the All huge the time, reaction, yeah. the anger comes up. Okay, that's a trigger to bringing up some of my feelings of bitterness or okay. hurt because I'm feeling like somebody wronged me again. And so knowing that about ourselves, it helps us heal from that. Right. 
Exactly. Okay, so would you make that number two? Is yes, what we're I talking would about? make that number two. So tell them how to phrase that on the par- on the paper <laughs> they're writing down right now. So be in the moment. So stay in your moment. When you right. have a negative feeling, observe it. Allow it to be. Allow yourself to feel the negative feeling in that moment. Hold it, and let's put a space around it. You know, kind of step back from it. Okay. And then we can take note of it. We can kind of pay attention to what's happening to us when this happens. Because I will tell you, if you'll usually be able to connect it with physical stuff. Like if you get chronic headaches, a lot of times it's because too much stress, maybe too much anger, because we tense up our back pain. We tense up when we get these feelings. So what are you doing? I think that's huge. Yes. Because I think that so many people suffer from chronic ailments like the ones you just mentioned. Backaches, headaches, mm-hmm. uh, and whatever so, else. Right. So they're going and taking a Tylenol or whatever, and it's not really helping. Why? Because it's what we're we're staying angry or right. we're staying bitter and we're staying right. in these feelings and we're continuing to feed what's causing that ailment. Right. So we've got to do something if you just do nothing what's going to happen well when we don't deal with it it gets worse and we have negative coping strategies and we become bitter so we we really need to deal with things as they happen right okay so we deal with them in the moment okay so what else how how else do we uh deal with these are steps steps to to become better so the third one is the one where a lot of people get hung up on Yeah. Um, So this is where people are like, yeah, no, I'm not dealing with it. Um, Identify how you may have contributed to the situation that you feel angry or resentful about. Doesn't mean you're at fault. But but the contribution is huge because I think most people don't want to look at how they started the fight or they said something that was like, off the wall that antagonized the person then to say something else and or maybe they just didn't have good boundaries and they let someone take advantage of them Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't mean that you're to blame but what did i do to contribute this because first of all that will help it to not keep happening in other relationships right um and second of all it'll help me see things from a, a truer perspective right right and so that's an important step. That's a step people do not want to even think about because it couldn't have been, I couldn't have contributed anything. And that's not true. <laughs> and, you know, that's how we heal. Like when we go through a divorce, you know, we want to blame the other person. They For were, everything. Yes. Yeah. Right. But what did I do? You know, right. like when I was going through my divorce, what did I do? Well, one thing I did was I allowed myself to be treated negatively and I didn't stand up for myself. Right. Or I didn't have a good boundary with this. Yes. Well, I continued to let it go on until it was toxic. Well, that was my contribution. I wasn't the one, you know, so I learned to not let that continue happening when I move forward. It's such a good point and so hard for so many people to look at truly at themselves. True. And a lot of times the things that we're contributing, a lot of times the things that we're not doing. So okay. contributions can be something we did do, like say an angry word, send a, a bad text, whatever. Or it could be something we're not doing, like not standing up for ourselves or not, you know, having a good boundary with something. Okay. So it can be omission or commission. And, and for the person out there who says, I don't know how to even sort that out with my situation, sometimes therapy is a really good Yes, response. and this is a great time. This step is a really important one. Some people do need to get professional counseling yeah. that can really help them see so where see that pattern why. is. Yeah. Because what I find is people who are bitter have a pattern of this type of 
mistreatment and lots of places of their life. Okay. Oh, so it's oh, not that's a huge. single circumstance. Okay, okay, that is huge. I want you to say that again because that might be something that somebody out there grabs a hold of and realizes, let me take a look at this in my life. True. So people who are bitter have this type of hurt and other relationships of their life. So if somebody like betrayed them, like they had the affair, they might have been betrayed by their children and a friend. They'll have betrayal in a lot of relationships. So we have to look at why are we doing this? What's happening? So it's happening? almost like we attract that. Yes. Okay. Like how many times have you heard people say that if you've been married to an alcoholic and you, you marry another one, you marry another one or something like that, mm-hmm. right? That's why? the concept. Why because is that the case? They did, not, they did not do step three and look at where were my contributions. So when we're married to the alcoholic, maybe we had enabling behavior. Maybe we ignored or had bad boundaries. What did we contribute? Maybe we missed signs that we should have been paying attention right, to. Right, absolutely. And so we need to look at that honestly and figure that out so that we can learn not to do that in our future. And again, I have to say that what I'm hearing you say in all these steps is mindfulness. You've got to be in the moment moment. and trying to get better from it instead of continue to be bitter, right? Absolutely. These steps require active participation. Absolutely. Yes, and purposeful. And we talk about purposeful. purposeful. These are purposeful steps. And step three is very important. What is and it? That step we talked about. Look at what I've contributed to okay. this situation. Right, step four good. is learning how to express our anger differently. Ooh. So, okay. Um, Give us an example. So instead of when we're angry, we start lashing out on whoever's around us or we just, you know, whatever it is we're doing that's negative in our anger. Maybe we go take a walk. Maybe we journal it. Maybe we, you know, go breathe separate ourselves like we learn to deal i'm feeling i can feel myself get angry like i talked about earlier because i studied my body i know when i'm getting angry i know to stop that conversation and remove myself right and that's how i learned to do that was because i learned what my body does when it's getting angry so i can stop it before my brain goes into automatic gear and i can't think logically i know that i've seen this done by some professionals but some people encourage people to put a rubber band on their arm you Mm -hmm. want to explain that absolutely and so that's another sensation we can do so when you start to feel yourself getting angry you kind of snap the rubber band and it reminds you okay this is my my plan for when this happens i'm gonna go i don't know whatever it is that's healthy way for you to express your anger right if it's go exercise, if it's whatever you can do in the moment, and I would suggest having two or three ideas of things you can do because you may not be, you might be at work. You might not be able to just go exercise or take a walk. Sure. Yeah. So make two or three plans of things that you can do if you're starting to feel angry. Okay. So you want to give our audience a few of those ideas, what they might do? Sure. And um, the rubber band is just to snap your arm and remind you. It's just to remind, remind you. yourself, oops, I'm in anger zone. And I need to do something right now before this could become a bigger problem for me. Mm -hmm. And so some things you can do is you can just journal in the moment. You can take a break. You can just close your eyes and start taking a few deep breaths. You can disengage from whatever's causing that. You know, remove yourself. Um, Take a walk. You know, there's a lot of things that we can do in that moment. Maybe listen to music that, you know, helps us to not feel angry. Yes. Right. And so and then talk about that with supportive people. You know, like, today at work, I was in a meeting, and oh, my God, all of a sudden, I just got so angry. Right. And talk about that. 
helps to talk about it, that's a release. That is a release. But but also people comment and help you sometimes. Exactly. Right? You open yourself up to constructive help. But you have to be willing to take feedback. So you have to be willing to take advice and feedback. No, a lot so, of people can't do that. No, but that's what we need to get to to grow, right? Because they right. can see the situation without the feelings. And they might be able to say, ooh, you know, you could have done this and that might have helped you in that situation. And those suggestions a lot of times are born from people having issues themselves and they tried this experience Mm -hmm. and they can help you. So I hear you saying that this is not a lost cause for those out there. I know there's more we want to talk about here, but there it's not a lost cause. We need to give hope to our audience. And I believe that's what you're doing tonight, that you don't have to stay stuck. In your bitterness. Not at all. You can move forward. You have this power. You have the power over that event to quit letting it hurt you. But so many people think that it's it's there. It's part of my life. Um, it's never going away. It's always going to make me feel terrible. I can't do anything about it. I Right? Because they gave it its power. And a lot of times people don't want to let it go because then they feel like the other person got away with it. Oh, explain that. Yeah, so as long as I can keep talking about it and keeping it alive, everybody knows that this person is bad, they're not going to get away with it. Aha. Uh-huh. And so... And somehow I'm making them pay. Right. We think we're making them pay. 99% of the time, they're over there living a really great life. And they're right. not... They Most times, they don't they even remember, remember what it was the event that you, <laughs> exactly. you have put so much yeah. of your life into. Right. And you're the one with the miserable life, not them. Right. So you're not making them pay at all. This, that right there, that whole concept is a really wake-up call for people, all of us, everybody, everywhere, that you, we need to take this subject matter very seriously because you're not hurting. Let's go back to your quote from last week. Right. We're not. We're, we are putting poison in our bodies right. and waiting for the other person to, to die. die. Right. Nope. We're killing ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are killing ourselves emotionally. Very much so. Okay. So quit focusing on they need to pay. They need to be held accountable on this wrongdoing forever. That's, you know, if it's something they did to break the law, then follow through with the law and let that handle that. Right. You need to work on you and healing you and moving through. So forgiveness, and I teach it this way in church, but I believe it with all my heart, forgiveness is letting it go to the extent that they don't owe you anymore. Exactly. They can't make it right. They can't. And a lot of times right? we don't have... That's to... true forgiveness. Well, that okay, is. I'm letting this go. They, I, I don't expect them to do anything about this. I let it go. I release it. I forgive. And I move forward. And so forgiveness does not mean I agree with what happened. No. Oh, no. Forgiveness does not mean I have to stay in relationship with the person. Forgiveness just means they do not owe me. Don't you think, Dr. Angel, a lot of people feel that if they get to the point of forgiveness, then the other person won? They do feel that way, and it's not true no. at all. But they, they make that you know emotional logic in their mind, and they live by it, and they're living miserable because right. they aren't getting forgiveness for themselves. They can't move forward when you're stuck back here. Right. You know, you have a foot over here and you're trying to live your life. You're just always going to be where that foot is. Absolutely. So if you're stuck in a past event, you can't keep moving forward in your own life. And so, uh, well, let's go on. Let's finish these steps. And then I want to go back to forgiveness. Okay. uh, Because I think it's the 
crown jewel of what to do with this. Sure. And so the next step, and we talked about this, is one is learning to practice relaxation or things that calm you. Okay. And so that really goes with how do we handle our anger? Well, find something that calms you. Everyone's different. So what calms you? Baseball. Yeah, for me, I mean, here in the ocean, I had the oh, ocean oh, sound too. machine, oh, and you? I can just oh. put that on, and I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. Um, but it could be, you know, a nice scent in the mm-hmm. room, and like all kinds of things. Um, so learn to practice what calms you. Okay. Do it, you know, do it often. Right. Um, as difficult as it may be, practice treating those people you feel angry at or have resentment toward with kindness and compassion. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one for a lot of listeners, right? For a it lot of sure people. Is. That when you're feeling that resentment that strong, it's hard to just be kind and be nice and mean it. And mean it. I mean, it's one thing to be fakey. And yes. a lot of people do that and put on that sugary, you know, that sugary smile that isn't genuine and you know it isn't, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that compassion thing is when we can have compassion, that means I'm taking the focus off of me. Right. And I'm giving compassion. I'm giving a gift to somebody. You know, we all need compassion in our lives. But there are people out there that would say right now to that, they don't deserve it. Yes, I hear you. And it's not about them deserving it. It's about you not continuing to take the poison. That's right. It's stopping the poison. Stopping Putting some vitamins poison. in instead of poison. Right. Um, you want to resist the urge to channel anger and resentment for other people. So when people tell you they were wronged by somebody, we want to resist the urge to hate that person. Oh, I know. Yeah. Or to keep telling, you know, keep their anger and resentment alive. And a lot of times when we've been on that train, that's the train we know. Yeah. That's the train we do. Right. And so what I'll see when people are working to get rid of their own resentment, they might have been able to get rid of their own, but they help keep other people's alive because it's a pattern of behavior. Absolutely. And so um, it's seductive. Right. And so stop. Just catch yourself. Do not do it. If somebody has a problem with somebody else's, their problem with that person and the only people who can resolve it are the two people in relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. So don't triangulate. Um, Practice applying and understanding that unless you've learned how to change the past, it's as good as it's ever going to get. Meaning we don't yeah, have do you time machines. Okay. You know, so we have to accept we have to what accept it was. It, it, yeah. It's it's not a matter of going back and changing it. You can't. Absolutely. We have to accept what it was right. and free our attention and our energy from those shackles yeah. of anger and resentment so that I can be here in the moment and I can move forward. Right. And it can forgive. Yeah. So there's so, no time machine. All right, so let's go back to forgiveness because yes. that's the essence of all of this. Forgiveness yes. does not mean you agree with the awful thing that happened. And I think that's where a lot of people get in trouble, Dr. Angel. They feel like I have to agree and say it was okay that they did that. No, no, no. Nope. No, you can forgive and it can be completely wrong with what they did. Forgiveness is about setting ourselves free from their debt. I don't have to be in a relationship with them if I forgive someone. Right, right. It means when I think of them, I'm not anger, you know, angry and bitter and all that negativity is not happening. Right. I may choose not to ever see that person, but doesn't mean when I think their name or see their picture that I am all those feelings are alive right. again. Yeah. So it's a matter of letting go again. Here we go. It's mm-hmm. Gotta let go. So for those of us that have carried around the hurts of the past, this two-part series will start something new next week. 
is is really vital for everybody to get a handle on this and if it's not you then you might be able to help somebody else walk through their issues of bitterness right absolutely how would you like to sum up we only got about two minutes well summing up first of all if this is you if they're just things that i think of in my past and i have those negative feelings make today the day i'm gonna let those shackles start to go and start taking the steps it doesn't happen overnight because you didn't get here overnight and then learn to resolve anytime that something bad happens to me i'm gonna deal with it when it's happening to me right and I'm going to look at it honestly, and I'm going to get help if I need it. If you really feel like the situation right. you just can't get to, get help. Get help. Get help. And learn to forgive, and they don't owe you, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you will set yourself free, and remember the best revenge is live a good life. Absolutely. You know, all these concepts are so important. We've been doing these shows now for almost five years. You can catch them on our website, uh, which is goyard2014.org or right here on tantalknetwork.com. Go to podcast, go to Goyard and catch ones that you have missed. Uh, Dr. Angel, you are in the process and uh, setting up a brand new practice. We're very excited for you. Her phone number is 727-501-6557. I'm going to give that to you again in a minute. If you would like to get a hold of her and set up appointments, I believe you're starting in the middle of May. Yes. And that's exciting. She'll be doing seminars and all kinds of things. So 727-501-6557. That's Dr. Angel's phone number. That's you, right? Who that is you? me. I'm oh. Dr. Angel. And I'm Mama Mac. And this has been Go Yard. And we'll see you next week right here on DanTalkNetwork.com. Have a great week. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.